1: The reason why Nigeria are the most successful under 17 team of all time and have won the most under 17 World Cups is that at under 17. Like they play 21 year olds.
2: Hey guys, welcome to the Talking
1: Tactics podcast. It's your boy, your friend Carl Anker. It's the friendly guy, your closest friend, your closest ally, the kid, the cat, have hope. And I'm Daniel Toluk. What's up, guys? I'm good. I'm good. It's been a
2: very busy seven days in the world of football. Uh, well, shall I say, it's been a very busy six plus one days in the last time of football. To you get it? Six plus one? Eh? Uh. I, screw you guys, man. I, I make myself laugh <up> anyway. <laughs> right, that's, I think, let's, let's just get this out of the way first. Last week I said it wasn't going to happen. It's, I believe someone sent a question saying if Messi pulls off the impossible, does he has to become player of the season? And I said he's, Messi's not going to do Messi. it. And Barcelona are going heading out. And I was wrong, uh, even though Messi didn't pull it off. It was Neymar who did it. It was Neymar. Needless to say. It was Neymar. I think that. How are we thinking? How how were we after one of the
0: greatest comebacks of all time? Um, still in shock. It's been ninety something <laughs> hours, hasn't it? You still can't believe. Nope. We've seen, you know, the nails in the hands. It's like it's it's real. Like we don't need to doubt anymore. <laughs> no, no, it's it's one of the most shocking things
1: I've ever. I remember we everybody cracked a joke saying that. You know what? First of all, are not going to score four goals? And then we then said, if PSG score, come on, it's, it's, it's over. Everybody said, if PSG, all oh, oh, they need to do is just score one goal and it's over. That's all we, we all said. Then, and then he then saw what happened, man.
2: It's unbelievable. A complete capitulation from PSG. There was a wonderful stat from Squawker that said, from the 85th Ooh, minute, PSG, PSG only completed four passes
1: Yeah,
2: and the end of the game. And that was and from of, the, of those four player passes, player. three of them, three of them were from kickoff.
1: <laughs> and and <the> players <laughs> are supposed to be the, the most elite player. These guys are picked thousands, thousands. These dudes. It, it, it's un, unbelievable. Like the
2: scars PSG will have from that will will echo through a generation. You Can't don't they just understand. blame
0: the ref. Can't they just blame the ref? Isn't there like a petition that's like two hundred thousand of signed oh, yeah, that like, don't want the game replayed? From, from, from a
1: real Madrid fan.
0: Look, man, that's just, you're just being a flipping clown, man. Take the L. Okay, okay. Mascherano came out after the game and said that he indeed did foul Di Maria. Yeah. Which which would have been a goal, especially if he, you know, would have passed because he had a man. He could have done a sweaty goal, but I guess he didn't see the guy. And then you had Suarez who just took a dive when, who touched him? Was it Marquinhos? I think so, yeah. Um, so, so, how did the referee see the
1: cannonball? foul, and he didn't see the Mascarano foul. That's why I, I, I want to
0: know. because it It's just angles,
1: you know? Yeah.
2: Something I think was particularly interesting was that it was very obvious that Barcelona players were trying to buy a penalty. Yeah. And if you watch the game again, they, they're they all going to the same area of the pitch. They were all going to the lower third, so the, the TV side part of the penalty area, and they were all making their dives in that area. I don't know the particular reason for it, but that's where that's where both Suarez and Neymar both won their penalties in the more or less same area of the pitch. I have a theory. Um, it's go on for the, it.
0: It's, it's on the side away from the fourth official oh, – not the fourth official, but the touchline official, and the side away from the, the linesman.
2: Ah, well, there you have it.
0: Stupid referee that UEFA has that's on the – I call it the baseline, well, yeah. but I don't know what the – the, the, the most irrelevant referee in the world. <laughs> The one who's stealing the living of all of the five referees. They're all on the other side. So maybe if you go to that, what you, you call it, the TV side, if you dive there, maybe you have a better chance of conning the actual referee because the other two don't have a clear angle on your dive. So maybe that's why. Can Barcelona in- just go through a match without having penalties? Like,
1: is that too hard to ask? Just go through an entire Champions League campaign without having any kind of controversial calls. I mean, and Nick did it with their treble very easily. No, everything was clean. Nothing, you know, um, was um, controversial. Boom. But why do Boston always have to have this very dodgy, dodgy horse? How? Why?
0: I don't know. They are. Well, I don't want to say you wait for long. I'm not going to get into that. Why not? I, you know what? It's just they have so much of the ball normally, like 60, 70%. Whatever bad things happen, mm. it's going to be the defence doing it to the offence normally, which means Barcelona is going to be the one getting fouled and getting calls like that more times than not, just because they have the ball more times. Yeah.
2: We, I thought it was going to be a changing of the guards. I really thought this was it. This was going to be the end of the Barcelona era, and Lucio, you know, was bowing out respectfully. But then they've turned it around, so maybe... Do you think Barcelona? Do you think Barcelona can turn it around and win the Champions League this
1: season? Um, for me, I it's weird. I think it's th- there's definitely a narrative of them based on this match, them winning it, and it would be just a crazy story. But at the end of the day, PSG those guys are a bunch of losers, and another <laughs> kind of losers that PSG are, are not another kind of losers that 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 PSG are. Atletico like Madrid on the kind of losers there. So there are other teams out there who are not the pathetic piece of crap losers that PS2 players are. <laughs> huh? So I'm a big I, fan of the way you pronounce the word loser. I'm Nigerian
0: man. Deal with it. <laughs> I, I think there are three teams that are better than Barcelona, um, which would Bayern. be Bayern, Real Madrid, and I think Juventus. But that's not to say that they can't Juventus. Win. Interesting. I think so. I think they are. I think they're a more complete team from back to front. They have a better defense, they have a better goalkeeper.
1: Oh no, no, you know, for for sure. Certain, I mean, their midfield mean is the about
0: even game. and the, the only thing that Barcelona has over them is that, you know, vaunted, lauded front three. So Yeah, that's
1: that's it. But, like, but Barcelona's
0: defense like
1: Umtiti had a great game
0: though. But yo, I no, I, I I saw a stat that said every game that Umtiti has played, Barcelona have won this season. The only time they've lost or drawn is when he's not in the lineup. So that's this is true. But I mean, I think Benucci's back in Allegri's good graces. So if you give me any defense and goalkeeper combination that can get around Neymar, Suarez, and Messi, it's going to be Benucci, Chiellini, Barzagli, and Buffon. So Chiellini is a beast. That guy is <laughs> one of my favorite players. Yeah, I mean, like, stop <laughs> chewing. <laughs> Pop up defender. Pop up <laughs> <and> <laughs> the Defender. What was that? What are you <laughs> eating today, Demolish? It's on your plate. Um, Strawberry cheesecake. You brought strawberry cheesecake to the table, but you didn't bring a fork? No, no, no. I'm, what, I what eat the with I'm, I'm eating the cheesecake with, with a fork. Yeah, but like, uh, never mind. <laughs> what did you say, Carl? <laughs> well, you, you I, I was eating it with my hands. <laughs> I eat cheesecake with a fork. No, yeah. it, it was before we started the show. You were like, I need to go get a fork. So you brought the cake to your seat with no silverware. Which yeah, yeah find... no, 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 oh, no, no, this is um, what's it
1: called? It's an order. So, uh, the order came with a cheesecake, and they, they didn't give me
0: like a plastic fork. So, that always happens to me when I get Chinese food, Then they don't give me chapsticks. I always get a bit annoyed. They didn't give me any cutlery, bloody barbarians, man.
2: <laughs> Yo, anyway, why are we talking about food? This is a football podcast. Let's <laughs> <laughs> talk no, about no, no, football. No. One
1: question, one question, one question <laughs> to you guys. What should happen to PSG after that comeback? Is it, were they just unlucky? Should they be banned for a year? Should Emery be sacked?
0: <laughs> what do you think? What do you think? You no, I,
1: I think that they, they should be banned from the Champions League for, for at least a year. <laughs> now, last, so last week, you
2: were effusive about Unai Emery being in charge of PSG. You said Emery would take PSG to new heights. PSG mm. are playing with a newfound swagger. Blanco's yep. an idiot. This
1: new, this new formation is the key. Yep. And now you believe PSG, they should, he should be sacked. No, no. I said those were one of the options. Personally, for me, I think that every. I think they should be banned for a year, and he should be be sacked. Like I think their their salaries should be deducted, or they should donate a section of their, of their salaries to charity. Emery should have, should be sacked, and they should be banned from the Champions League for at least a year.
2: Well, you know they're they're currently second in the table, so you never know. They might just drop out. Um,
0: the, uh, and,
1: and which league is that? The psychological league? effects are bad enough. The, yeah, that's the the French league. Yeah, yeah, that's the
0: French league. Yeah. Okay, thank you. I do have to question Emery at this point.
1: Oh, um, only because oh, only question, nothing major. Interesting. Very well, interesting. I don't. They can't be banned. Why not? Um, like <laughs> what you've done is on press. It's so ridiculous for a team of your stature <laughs> and for how much you, you 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 get paid. Of course, you, you should
0: be. That's the least that that should happen. That's I'm surprised Emery wasn't sacked because the PSG owners they went through a lot to get him. So, um, I'm just surprised he wasn't. I don't think cancelled. there and then. Well, there's also the
2: case of who'd you bring in? there, there, there is a dearth of top managers that are available right Looking now. On. Who is a top manager to take PSG to the next level in European competition that is available?
0: No, net, like you,
2: can't, you can't. get Pochettino. You can't get Pochettino right now. You can't get Wenger right now. And even then, Wenger, is Wenger going to take PSG to the next level? Is Pochettino guaranteed to take PSG to the next level? Pochettino seemed very
1: tactically naive in a Champions League this season. So, The, the issue is this. The issue is this. The issue is the French League. That is the issue. If you're playing at a league that doesn't really test at, as at much of a, of a high level, it will affect you. Here's a second. You. What are you talking about? That's not true, though, because how he did, did he they win second. 4-0? And, yeah, oh, they won 4-0, but then how did they then lose 6-1? <laughs> oh because, yes. oh no, but I
0: I raised you a 4-0 with a 6-1 second leg, <laughs> Now what? No no no, I'm saying you say that because they play in a league that doesn't have ample quality that yes. whenever you have to step up back into Champions League play yeah. that you're more like you're you're more prone yeah, to so, you know getting beat yeah. by a bigger club. I'm yeah. telling you then how did they win
1: 4-0 against the bigger club? And then oh, okay, okay. And, and why is it that they have never reached a semi-final with this current project?
0: That's a different point, but I'm just PSG trying to figure out how did they win that 4-0 then? Me, give
1: me results over two legs. Give me results over, over two legs.
0: Over okay, two okay. You're, you're not answering this question. Which result is more representative of what you think PSG are? 4-0 or the 6-1? Six 6-1. One? Six one. So how did they win
1: 4-0? Barcelona just had an extreme off day. But even if you win 4-0, the very fact that... Remember, these are over two legs. You know it's over two legs. Barcelona know mm. it's over two legs. If Barcelona knew that there's only going to be one match and played in Paris, they don't lose 4-0. One
2: of these games is a freak accident and Double H, you have to pick which one. They've, no, That's they've, your, your entire argument is one of these games is a, is a was a freak accident
1: and your argument now is the 4-0 was a freak the first accident. Leg was a freak accident, 100%. I
0: think the first leg was okay. a freak accident. <laughs> Personally. Um, that course. Barcelona did that score at 90 minutes is just normally a freak accident. My point is... I
2: think, I the 6-1 was a freak
0: accident. I can, I can kind of explain the 6-1 in that you win 4-0. Oh, I, ex- I, I can explain, explain the 6-1. Let me finish, and I'll try to explain it. You win the first leg 4-0, right? You don't know in the second leg, should we press, should we attack, should we sit back, should we defend? Um, what exactly is the best game plan to hold on to 4-0? So then Suarez scores in the third or fifth minute, somewhere in there, and you already yeah. down... It, all Barcelona needed was two goals in the, in the first half, and that was just going to set you know the cat amongst the pigeons, as, as they say. So I can kind of see tentativeness leading to kind of a lack of confidence that permeates through the squad. Whether that's a great excuse or a great reason, I don't know. But it's more explainable to me than just Barcelona losing 4-0. Which is worse? PSG losing 6-1 in one game. Or Arsenal losing 10-2 over two games?
2: Woo-hoo! Here's the spicy one. Here's what? the spicy question. Which is
1: worse,
0: losing 10-2 or blowing a 4-0 lead? Blowing a 4-0 lead,
1: easily. 10-2! I, I will repeat myself. What double PSG digits. was they scored double digits horrible? Against oh, no, no, one no, no, of no, England's best clubs. The, the No, the difference is this, is that PSG, you have ridiculous amount of money to pretty much assemble a super team, which is what they, they've done. You've assembled, like, a super team of some of the, the best players there are out there in, in the world. That's not what Arsenal is. Nick are one of the favourites for the Champions League, not Arsenal. Okay,
0: Arsenal so are well,
1: yeah. fifth. Baninic are first in Bundesliga, Arsenal are currently fifth in the Premier League, and Barcelona do not have the kind of players that PSG have. So for PSG to blow a 4-0 lead is horrendous and far worse than what Arsenal did. So. Oh,
0: whoa, okay, whoa, okay, no, no,
1: no, What they they did was clowned. They got clowned. No, listen, 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 listen. Go Over a hundred embarrassment oh. and how you can say with a straight face that they should not get banned from the championship for one year completely embar- it's like, completely embarrassing. you are not you. This you are taking it so
0: easy. You are taking it so easy. It's it's crazy. I, I can't believe it, man. <laughs> <laughs> PSG Barcelona was 6-5 on aggregate. Yes. Le- leave out that you saw both legs. 6-5 on aggregate. It's kind of crazy, but no, it's not nothing. Give, you know, give me wild. the whole story. 10-2. Give me the whole story. I want to
1: read the whole story. Don't, don't, don't just give me the last chapter. <laughs> Let me read the whole story. Okay? The whole story says you
0: were 0-0. <laughs> I think 10-2 is far more embarrassing. Concede
1: four goals. No, no. You conceded three goals. You then score one goal. They allowed the team to score three more goals.
0: You three went to the new camp. In the you, you went, you went to the new camp. There's no shame, I don't think, in losing to Barcelona.
2: And what? Two of those goals are penalties, and one of them is a perfect free kick.
0: Do you? Did you see the kind of goals that Bayern Munich were scoring? Arsenal were weird. Yeah. It was a dumpster fire.
2: How? How right, Arsenal lost.
0: Oh no! You guys are ahead of me, aren't you? Chelsea are going to score, aren't they? <laughs> Hold on. How are you guys this far ahead? Jesus Christ! All right, Matic. How are you guys this far ahead? Is there a goal? Kante?
2: I'm not telling you. Yes.
0: <laughs> That's a good thirty seconds, though. I don't. I don't understand. You guys. Your guys' feet is very uh, close. Cool.
1: Wow! I, li- <laughs> I, 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 I just sweat now.
0: Yeah, man. This game is done, man. Come on. Engolo Kante, I saw a thing that Chelsea fans are calling Engolo Kante the Rat That's mean. Me. can someone explain how this is his nickname the rat wait, 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 wait. why is that mean wait, what's so about about rats? He,
2: are you because being in a, a, london you're a, a, never uh, more than in london you're never more than two feet away from a rat, so yeah, I, I, I guess you're never I, I, more than two feet away from kante
0: and all, also oh. N'Golo Kante must have a vendetta against Manchester United I th- he scored two goals this season and they're both against you guys so <laughs> yep. But yeah, he called him a rat. And I was like, is this really the best we can come up with? <laughs> yeah. we, lo- we lost our point. <laughs> the
2: point I was trying to make was, very, very quickly, Arsenal lost 5-1 at home in a dead rubber match. That is unforgivable. That That is really poor. PSG losing, that you can chalk that up to a mix of psychology and the fact that Barcelona played out their skins and have three of the best players in the world I mm-hmm. oh, played near perfect games. Arsenal... Yeah. Arsenal was a capitulation of just. Arsenal's capitulation was disappointing in how predictable it was. Whereas PSG, the reason we're still talking about the Barcelona one is that it was a capitulation that maybe ne- that you probably only see once in a generation. I it's haven't the best seen that capitulation football. that bad since the uh, Liverpool AC Milan 3. It's, it's so, great, yeah, That's what
0: the, the biggest. Best <laughs> combat. Oh, what, what about 7 1? Oh,
2: guys- yeah, sorry. That was, uh, yeah, That, yeah, yeah. sorry, cancelled. I haven't seen we'll capitulation see, that bad since the 7-1. We'll it's
0: well, the best we'll comeback. Well, uh, the 7-1, was that just a capitulation or was that just Germany just being vastly superior in every conceivable category? No, no, no it was a capitulation. I mean, it, it, like, it was. Okay. Let no, 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 just put out fact. the question. What, was Germany that good that it seemed like Brazil capitulated or was it just Brazil capitulated?
1: mixture uh, of, of the two they, there was there was
0: absolutely zero organization they were 5, they were five after 30 minutes i mean <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah like so how fast does capitulation set in for football match in no, his
2: no 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 capitulation happens in 10 minutes right you if, what, once your head's go capitulation can happen within 5 minutes
0: like that's the game i'm kind of still in shock about like how do you lose that game at home in the world cup semifinals, 7-1 Six one against Barcelona at home. I'm kinda like mm, I can kinda understand why. Man, wow you,
1: losing 10 2 though. Really it's easy. easy on this whole PSG thing, man. I am I am very I am vastly disappointed in talking tactics, man. Right,
2: last guys, we're gonna move on. We're gonna move on. This is this is last week's games. We're gonna move on to the weekend and this week's games. Next Yay. next thing this week's this week's
1: Champions League games, Leicester going Leicester at home to Seville. What's gonna happen? So we're not gonna talk about Barcelona losing to Deportivo. We'll get there. Oh, for the love of God. Leicester at home to Seville. Can they do it? Yes. 1-0. They can do it now? Oh, really? Craig Shakespeare's yeah. going to do the thing? Yep. I can't the it. play has been written. It should be a, it should, it
0: should be a <laughs> tragedy. <laughs> it was like, who's going to be the first one to use like a writing Shakespeare no, 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 look, it was The to play be, has been um, written.
1: It wasn't gonna be me. Well, crazy. as as a writer, I was actually expecting you to use like a, a dublo on song or whatever the fuck whatever they call that shit. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you so angry? Because <laughs> I still cannot believe that you scored a flipping goal at the new camp and you continue <laughs> three in six minutes. I mean how do you uh, how do you use that? How? How? Oh, how 4 0. 4 0. You can't defend. You actually, every time I look at that scoreline, I say, Wait a minute, these dudes really lost 6 1. Come
2: it's on, serious. you can't keep talking about this. We need something else. Come on, I, my thing is getting cold. we got to move on. we got to get through loads of content. Come on, come sure.
1: on, keep it moving. Less city, they will beat Sevilla because that is the, the, the narrative. Ranieri getting sacked, new manager coming in, people thinking that they will lose, that they would get beaten. I, I watched Sevilla against Le Ganes, not looking too good. Yes, they rested the a lot of players. But I see the strong defensively display very English performance where it's very physical, very rugged, very passionate. And in the end, Leicester will get the one goal, probably through Vardy, then they'll defend. Sevilla will hit the post. will probably um, have a penalty saved and 1-0.
0: <laughs> that's, that's a good fiction. Yeah. All right. All right. Uh, what no, about you, Daniel? I, I kind of feel like in the first game that was still Randieri in a way, that he set up the game. But uh, Shakespeare was just the one that was on the touchline and got kind of credit for it. But now that he actually has to break down Sevilla himself, I'm not exactly Mm -hmm. sure what they're going to do. But then you still have the fact that over the past, what, two weeks now, Leicester have kind of looked like the champions. So what do you think? I think it's
2: going to be a bridge too far for Leicester. I think Sevilla's going to pull this through. So, And that's that. I think Leicester are going to be fine. And, you know, I don't, I don't really want Leicester to win this game because if they do, there's a good chance Shakespeare will keep his job permanently in charge of the club. And I think that's a bad move long term for Leicester.
0: Ooh, oh, oh. For Leicester. <laughs> Sorry, Carl. <laughs>
2: no, nah, you've you seen that. Yeah. yeah. What? Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, oh no. <laughs> Oh. oh no! Oh. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah. Manchester City <laughs> we'll versus Monaco. Manchester City. But sorry, gentlemen, <laughs> this, is, they, this is so over. Williams uh, going to get the
0: goal, isn't
2: he? <laughs> the ple- people. Uh, uh, if if you're wondering why this podcast sounds a bit strange, <laughs> because once again we are watching an FA Cup game while uh, recording this podcast, We're watching Chelsea, Man United, and Chelsea currently a goal up and shenanigans are occurring hence me going oh no right yeah, next city. question manchester city monaco. versus monaco i thought the five three was maybe one of the best games i've seen in my life
1: what with life! In second leg? it was on the, it was one of the most fun games i've ever seen in my life the best football match i've ever seen is italy germany 2006 world world War War cup so on the side note oh that was great that was a great game it's very interesting for city
2: versus monaco pep guardiola said that ah, City would have to score to win. He said they would have to score. He more or less admitted the fact that Monaco were going to score at least twice against them.
1: Wait, no, 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 front,
2: no. Which which I think well, if you've was... got John Stones in the end. You know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, that was why it was funny. It was basically in the main, I've got John
1: Stones at the back and not to Mendy. There's no way we're going to keep it in <laughs> <and> the <cheat. laughs> it's, like, it's, like, it's like, bro, there's no way that we're not going to consider at least one or two. Jeez, man. So, real. So, who, who do you guys think is going to win? No, no. Monaco win three to City go through on away goals.
2: I'll take that. I think. Yeah. I think. I think City are gonna win but lose at the same time. Yeah.
0: Hmm.
2: Maybe yeah. a two-one. Maybe maybe a two-one Monaco and then City go through.
0: So, do you guys see any way that Monaco can get through?
1: No, I think City have just a little bit too much more. A little bit too much. Like power. with them, Sergio and uh, the brilliant that team. I mean. But the weird thing was that you think yourself that in that if, if we just look at that first half, that first half, Monaco looked good. They defended very well, they gave city issues, but for some reason that second half they like, if they defend like how they defended in that in that first half.
0: It's a for milk.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, what happened?
0: Ah, that should have been a goal. That was such a good move. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh. How do you feel about Fellaini in your football team, Carl? It's got to be great. Oh, man. I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry for the outbursts. Oh, Lolo. Snap.
1: Fellaini <laughs> got cracked open, man.
0: <laughs> okay. He got he He got slacked. <laughs> That was great. The, the thing about Conte is you don't expect that. Look, I'm clear, clear of the season, man. Stay focused, gentlemen. Stay focused. We've got a podcast. <laughs> this is I can't. Look, guys, We have a podcast to do. Let, 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 let's just let <sighs> it remain. Okay. In. You know what? I'm going to turn the TV off. We have, we have work to do. Oh, wow. Wow. <laughs> All right.
2: Juventus, Juventus have a two-goal lead. Yeah. Juventus have a two-goal lead against Porto. What are we thinking?
0: You know oh, what? No, 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 I can't. I have to put the TV back on. They'll, so. they'll probably win 1-0.
2: Do you think this is the year Juventus can kick on and become uh, a real
1: Champions I think, League contender? No, forget, forget to call contender. I think they can win it this year. I, yeah.
2: They
0: are my pick to win it.
1: Yeah, interesting, interesting. What about you, Daniel?
0: My pick to win or what's going to happen in the tie? Both. Juventus are going to win the tie to win the competition. I think Bayern Munich. I contend that they have the best squad in Europe. Some right. Like Some people like Real Madrid squad. But I uh, like buying. And they have a manager that knows how to win the competition, so that always helps.
2: What is our other game on Wednesday? It's Atletico Madrid versus Leverkusen. It's a precarious yeah, one. Madrid. are, Madrid
1: are, over, Madrid are it's four it's two finished. up. You think it's done? Yeah. No, it's like that like that that should be a four. They have
0: four away goal. goals, correct?
1: Yeah. So and so and they're tenth in the Bundesliga so it, it's finished. That game is pointless.
2: All right. What do you think about Madrid? Are they a contender for the Champions League this season or was last year a step too far?
1: No, look, for me, I think that there is a first for everything. And I think that they might just be the first team who actually do this, you know? That's the first team ever to win um, the Champions League back, back-to-back, you know?
2: Oh, hmm. uh, no, I was asking... I was saying, are Atletico going to win the Champions League this season? No, no. But it's interesting you think Real can do back-to-back. Speaking of Real... Let's talk about the topsy turvy things in La Liga. So Barcelona lost 2 1 to Deportivo. Real Madrid looked like they were going to draw one of
1: Betis, and then that man, once again. Ballon d'Or, Ballon d'Or, Ballon d'Or, Ballon d'Or. If Real Madrid wins La Liga, he has to win the Ballon d'Or. Huge, huge claim. But they've done it. They're a two point lead, and they've got
2: a game in hand. They'll still switch. Now, last week. Last week, well, a couple of weeks ago, we thought this was a procession around Madrid to get the Champions League and then they look like they're throwing it away. And you said they're throwing it away. But I think, do you think this is around Madrid La Liga?
1: Um, it should be, but these guys are trying really, really hard to mess things up. Like, it's as if Real Madrid said, yes, Barcelona lost. Let's lose as well. Come on, let's do it. You know, so I think Real Madrid are, are trying really hard to make it as difficult as possible as, as it is for themselves. And I'm sorry, I will have to disagree with Real Madrid Madrid fans. I don't understand this notion that, um, oh, um, that it is all Zidane's fault. I don't understand this notion because what I saw there is Zidane doing a good tactical job, but bad decision making. So players need to shoulder some more of
0: the blame. Don't keep blaming the freaking manager, man. Well, like I don't like Zidane, he's proven that he's competent, not great. Yeah. So the yes. so, so, so the slander he gets on one it's, hand, I can understand it because Real Madrid have this obscene level of expectation oh, that so they should he, win yeah, every game by really three fine. goals and they should win every trophy. Yeah, so yeah. so <clears throat> by that standard, Zidane probably isn't fit to manage the club. But Absolutely. if you need just to win games and win enough, he's good enough because the squad's good enough. And he doesn't make any waves, you know. And good. Like he's lucky and good. But the key thing is this, let's get all tactical. And this, since this
1: is talking tactics,
0: oh, oh. <laughs> yeah, <you laughs> hey
1: hey, because you see, Zidane, remember Zidane walked under Ancelotti, and I believe that the Ancelotti framework is perfectly suited to these players. Like Real Madrid have been at their best when Ancelotti was their manager. Maybe they won the La, La Liga under Mourinho, but when does Ancel- Ancelotti? Ancelotti's tactics is perfectly suited to these Real Madrid players. It's not perfectly suited to the Bayern Munich players, hence why they look a bit jittery. And Zidane is pretty much using the same exact template as Ancelotti because he used because he um, worked under Ancelotti when Ancelotti was manager of Real Madrid. And the whole thing is that you have these amazing individual players. Let them play. Give them a very basic framework where. You are, you are allowing each player to really express themselves and play progressively. And which is why, really, you can't dance Zidane too much because he literally is like a poor man's Ancelotti, but still an Ancelotti, which is the best possible manager for these Real Madrid players.
2: I will... Uh, I, I largely agree with what you said. Real Madrid play a very caveman style of football. So they cross the ball a lot. They shoot from deep a lot. They play a lot like a 2001 Premier League side. It's just the difference is they're doing it with 200 million euros worth of attacking talent. I think a really good analogy is Manchester United right now are doing a poor man's version of what Real Madrid are doing right now. It's just, you know, you can see the difference because Real Madrid have guys like Tony Cruz as the number six, whereas Manchester United have Ander Herrera as the number six, if that makes sense. Um, So they're both playing real retrograde caveman football compared to, you know, teams like Tottenham Hotspur, and liverpool but if you've got the good personnel to do it it works i also think this also makes real madrid better in cup competitions rather than league competitions they seem to be better in one-off stuff yeah when you got ramos scoring 10 goals from corner kicks and you've got cruz supplying six of those assists you've always got a chance
1: and sergio ramos has more goals than vincent Janssen.
2: hey you boys want to hear a weird stat you want to hear a really weird stat Theo Walker has more Champions League goals than original Ronaldo.
1: So, is that supposed to make me say, oh my gosh, <laughs> Walker in so much... Yeah, and? <laughs> no, i memorized that one. Just, just, player, just, man. Just, just to mess with you. Vincent Janssen has played 19 times and has 1G. And he's a striker for Tottenham. The, the
2: point I was trying to make is, Real Madrid are going to be fine because they're lucky and good. And they've got Ramos, who is the most clutch player in uh, World Trouble right now. Which brings us to our next segment. Yeah! Let's talk about football players who are clutch. Clutch is an American term which describes sports players who are really good with their backs up against the wall. So you want to think of players that perform on the big occasions or when you're in the last 10 minutes of a game, players that can pull out the bag. So Neymar against PSG, that was clutch. Winning a penalty and putting away a free kick, that was clutch. Sergio Ramos scoring goals, against Napoli and in the 81st minute against Betis on the weekend, that was clutch.
1: Ronaldo in the 2002 World Cup.
2: Yep, clutch. Didier Drogba scoring something like nine goals at Wembley, that my friend is clutch. Yes. So my question to both of you, who are your favourite
1: clutch players and your favourite clutch performances in football? Ronaldo 2002 World Cup. The final or just the entire tournament? The semi-final and the final. Well, basically, like you have to first think about it that 2002 World Cup, this was a guy who had a career-threatening knee injury. People didn't think he was going to come back or make it because, again, he do not come back from knee injuries. And when he came at the total- 2002 World Cup, he actually wasn't really fully physically fit. He was slightly overweight and so forth. And you look at that O2 World Cup um, semi-final, Turkey were actually playing a lot better than Brazil. Turkey were one of those surprise teams. And literally... Brazil were looking for an inspiration and when he just took the ball from the halfway line, ran through Tupac or whatever and scored that goal, it was literally a goal out of nothing that literally helped Brazil all, all, all the way through. But I think that and you also look, look at the final as well, Germany with the better team and Ronaldo took it upon himself as an individual to say let me win this for my team. But specifically, if you want to say the most clutch moments that I've seen personally for me has to be Drogba for Chelsea in that um, final Champions League. That's possibly the most football-leading clutch moments that I've, that I've seen. That, that's right. For me, I mean, I can't think of anything more clutch than what to talk the... The closest thing I can think of is maybe Grosso in that 2006 World Cup, but hmm. still, you're Chelsea, you're playing in someone else's backyard. You're not the better team. You're playing against a far superior team to you who've been playing better than you. And to score a goal like that in the very last minute, um, I can't think of anything more close than
0: that. It's not just the final that you guys have to think about. Um, Chelsea were 3-1 down against Napoli. Yeah. And they needed to win the game um, yeah. in the second leg at home. Um, and Drugbus scored the first goal that kind of got the run going um, that got them back um, in the game. Then he scored. There was a 1-0 at Stanford Bridge against Barcelona. Um, Everybody remembers the second leg, but the first leg was just as important because they didn't let an away goal in. But they actually got a goal that um, eventually was the difference, you might argue. And then the final, I mean, you explained the final well enough. I mean, for a 34-year-old guy to do what he did. um, Also, he scored in the FA Cup against Liverpool that season. Um, He did? So, yeah, he's clutch. I would say Penicek was clutch in that as well. Oh yeah, uh, that's that, 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 that's. You know, it. Ashley Cole was clutch in that Now, I've never seen a player have so many off-the-line clearances as Ashley Cole. I think <laughs> so. That's clutch to me. Aguero, like that was a clutch moment. I don't know if you can call yes. it. Aguero right. is clutch. We're, Aguero we're, is yeah. clutch.
2: The man yeah, with yeah, the very poor Champions League goal-scoring records. Interesting.
1: Actually, this is very painful for me to to say, but I'm gonna say it's very painful for me. 1994 World Cup. Nigeria Italy Nigeria were winning 1-0 yes Italy were a, Italy were a man down 10 men Nigeria 1-0 up so close so close to making the semi-finals 90th minutes baggio scores to send the game into extra time and baggio scores again to send nigeria out as in, that was a very clutch moment very close it's
2: it's very funny the most enduring image of baggio from the 94 world cup is him missing the penalty. Oh, His yeah. head bowed and his point But you got to bear in mind, Baggio dragged that Italian side to that
1: Man. final. He was... Like, that's why it, it is so unfair because, like, everyone just remembers, oh, my gosh, what? He missed the penalty, blah, blah. It went over the wire. But that dude literally was like a one-man army for... It. I told you, if not for, for Baggio, Nigeria would have beaten Italy. If not for... He literally scored. He scored the goals against uh, Nigeria. He scored the the goal against Bulgaria so to beat them. He scored all those goals in the group stages. He was literally scoring all the goals to take Italy all the way to the final. Mm.
2: Yeah. If you want a, if you want a great study in what a big-name player can do for a side in a World Cup, goal, catch a World Cup 94 documentary, and look at Baggio, it's maybe the best individual no, no, no. tournament you can see from a player outside Zidane in 2004, and I believe Platini in his Ballon d'Or winning Euro season,
0: Euro performance, which might be 84? Mm. It, wasn't, it wasn't Wasn't there a French player. I don't think it was Platini. But it was some other guy who scored like nine, all, all nine of his international goals in like one tournament. And what the f*** is this? I'm going to cut this out. What the hell was Valencia doing with that two-footed <laughs> challenge on Conte? Is he insane? <laughs> <laughs> Man. It's fine. No? We're going to lose a game. We just wanna...
1: Whoa! Damn! I have a clutch moment that trumps you all. A clutch moment that trumps everyone. Rivaldo against Valencia. The hat trick. Oh, yes! Yes! That was one of the craziest individual clutch performances of all time. Because remember, they needed to win this game to qualify for the Champions League. So... Rivaldo scored. I think, I think Valencia went one goal up. Then Rivaldo scored, making 1-1. Then I think Rivaldo scored against 2 1. Then it was 2-2. So n- last few minutes, time going. De Boa plays a ball right up. Rivaldo chests it. And one of the purest overhead kicks you'll ever see in your life, Rivaldo executes it, scores it, and they win the game 3-2 and qualify for the Champions League on the last day of the season.
0: <laughs> it's a great clutch performance.
1: Uh, for me, the,
2: the the clutch performance, this is my homerism showing. Uh, Roy Keane, 99, Champions League semi-final against Juventus. He's been booked, so he can't play in the final. And he's gone, all right, I'll get you there. And he was awesome that game. That, that was one of the very first games I would have been eight years old watching that game. And it was a rare occasion I was allowed up past nine o'clock to watch a football game. I remember very palpably feeling as if something extraordinary was happening. Keane has a reputation of being a hard man, but if you watch...
0: <laughs> ah, Kante just
2: did part Kante work. is doing bits. <laughs> <laughs> he destroyed your whole midfield. <laughs> Roy Keen, Roy Keen, TJ Drogba, TJ Drogba's clutch performance. Is it clutch if you do it against Arsenal?
0: Well, that Arsenal, like Vieira, Henri, Bergkamp, Pierre, uh, he was doing it against those.
2: Yeah. All it right. was goal-scoring record against Arsenal was fantastic. Wayne Rooney's, Wayne Rooney's goal-scoring record against Arsenal was fantastic as well. You know who else is clutch? Puyo. I I don't see enough people talking about what Puyo did to get Spain over the line in 2008 and 2010. Uh, you got to bear in mind, twice they came up against a Germany side in those in uh, in those tournaments. And twice it was Puyol who more or less went, all right. I'm gonna get you here. I'm gonna babysit pk and I'm gonna make sure this works properly.
1: Actually, what about um, Casillas, man? Casillas, two one-on-one saves in in a final, and all those the
2: previous games. The 2010. Well, yeah, yeah, he was superb. Uh, Jerome Boateng, Jerome in the 2014 World Cup is one of the most complete performances you've ever seen in. San oh oh yeah, San yeah, San yeah, yeah. He was amazing.
0: You know, you you guys have had me thinking about a question. You guys are bringing up players being clutch over the course of a tournament and over the mm-hmm. course of a game. Can a player be clutch over the breadth of a season, or is that too wide of a net? If you know what I mean, it's too wide. I yeah,
2: mean, yeah, yeah. That's like it's, a, it's it's like being, it's, it's hard to be clutch when you're against um, West <laughs> Brom. You know, very rude,
0: <laughs> extremely disrespectful. What do I know? <laughs> I I mean, like um. Oh, but that if, definition,
2: Oleganetsolshar is clutch because he's he's a he was a
0: superstar. I'm Well, no, but like by your definition, it's players who are great coming in late and making, or not just necessarily coming in late, but players who make a difference in crunch time. Yeah. But but I would say that there are crunch periods over the course of a season that you would need a player to score goals in. You know. So if a player scores thirty goals a season, it. Well, I guess it depends on when the goals are scored. So. Yeah, I'd say. say I would need a more specific or, example. Like, for instance, Ronaldo could score forty goals a season, but if seven of them are against Elche, then saying because he scored thirty goals a season, it's not really comparable to someone who might score five goals, but they're all in key moments.
2: I'll like, give you an like example. Mamos,
0: this.
2: So. I'll give you an example. I'll give you a Balotelli in Manchester City's first Premier League win. Um. So when Aguero was injured and Jacko had patchy form. Balotelli it became the top striker for Manchester City and he scored something of nine of his 14 goals that season. So Balotelli is regarded as a bit of a joke and has a circus around him, but he played a very important part scoring goals in that first City Premier League And also win.
1: in that final game as well. That's passed to
0: Aguero. Aguero, I was just about to bring it up. Like yeah,
2: there you are. Listeners, Tear us up your suggestions. Who is the most clutch player or performance you've ever seen? And uh, now... Daniel, if you please, could you please hit us with your our uh, big question bag this week?
0: Your bag of tricks. <laughs> the bag of questions. From the Hebrew Israel, should referees have post-match interviews to explain their decisions? No. No. Of course they it's should. What is wrong with you people? <laughs> no. open, a, open, a can, open a can of worms.
2: What, what can a referee say in a post-match interview that will make you feel happy? What he saw. No, no, because he's, he's just opening okay. up to further questioning. Okay,
0: okay, okay, okay. So like, no. no, 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 no. Okay, so if a manager goes on the touchline and decides to slap the other manager, and he goes in his post match press conference, don't you want to know why he did that? He's not a, he's, he's not a, a referee,
1: and the, and the whole point of it, which is what the point that Carl is making, is that the
0: point is that referees it, don't have any sort of accountability. They can ruin a game and go hide in the shadows.
1: That I want to know what Tom to Henning
0: Oberov thought when he was managing you know, referee the, the, the whole board final is, nice semi-final. You need to come out and say real where real are real. you getting paid? A board wow, you're your so team. mad about that. You're I'm so, really, mad about that. I'm so mad about that. I'm so mad about that. Like I could do I could rant 40 minutes without you guys. But I, I want to know what referees see, what they think, and, and the fact that they could just get every other person, the managers, the players, the owners board members, whomever they all have to be accountable to some degree. Everyone except the referees. The referees are accountable. And the linesmen. And that referees are behind the goal that does nothing. The only bit of accountability that referees have in football is technology. Which is Look, man. Referee, get the mo- it
1: already gets reviewed. There is a re- there's a refereeing board that reviews.
0: Some
1: the referees and like referee awesome. nobody knows their names. There's no point. There's, a football,
2: there's no football. That's what a football association do- does. If referee has a bad performance in one Premier League game, he's most likely to play in the Championship the next game. Yeah. Or he's going to be. How like many games did it take for
0: Mike Dean? How how many games did it take for Mike Dean to get dropped into the Championship? Two like weeks. three seasons. Three no, seasons of bad even, decisions what, and even, social media to rip him, and then okay, I guess we'll celebrate wait, 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 the championship wait, wait, if he had Danny, to come out match after wait, match. Why were you celebrating the time? Wait, 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 let me ask
1: you this though. Wait, let, let, let me ask you this. So, a referee a post match thing, let's say he gives a penalty and, he, and you don't think it's a penalty, and you ask him, Why did you give that penalty? He will say, Because when I viewed it, it was a foul. Now, what? <laughs> what do you say? That. That in my view, I thought that was a foul. From how I, I saw it, I thought that the guy fouled him. You may say, okay, on instant replay, he wasn't, but during the game, in real time, because I don't have any kind of um, replay value, I thought it was a foul. So what will
0: post-match review reveal more that's, that will change anything? Don't you think that if the referee knew in the back of his mind that, it was put, that he was going to have to answer questions, that they would make better decisions? No. No. Absolutely not. You guys think having new accountability makes you a better person? No, if anything, what
2: we find is referees will be less likely to make big decisions because they're under more scrutiny. There's a wonderful... Scrutiny is needed.
0: Shame is needed.
2: (laughs) Wow. You just went full African uncle. (laughs) Shame is needed. I'm sorry. Guys, if you want a great example of this, if you want a great example of this, there is a great article on The Telegraph Written by Jonathan Luth, fantastic sports writer, where he compared Howard Webb's decisions throughout his entire refereeing career, and basically statistically found out that after the 2010 World Cup, Howard Webb was less likely to give penalties and red cards because he was scared of being scrutinized for it. He was scared of being judged. He just went, "Well, I, I didn't, I didn't give the right sending off. I didn't give give the right decision regarding heighting." Uh, uh, well, maybe if he had young, a chance
0: to explain himself. Then he wouldn't feel that uh pressure of scrutiny. If it's and buts.
2: Look, next question. We're gonna be here all day. Next question. Come on, my food's getting cold.
0: What what kind of food?
2: I've got Turkish takeaway. I've got it and it arrived just as we started recording. So it's been getting
1: cold for an hour now.
0: Why not why don't you eat like Double H does? Anyway. Why do men? am li- a, professional. I'm a professional. No, please don't
1: give me that crap. Yeah, whatever. This is <laughs> Yeah, whatever. Why do men <laughs> United keep drawing? Because they're obsessed with six. They're obsessed wait, with the wait, six. Wait, next question. Next Who session. asked the question first? Who asked the question first? Hit the heat okay.
2: heat uh, Man United keep drawing games because uh, we're very basic in our attacking play, and it essentially works. If Line doesn't turn it on, very few people will, s- will score a goal, and that's why.
0: It seems as if they will next. lose the game that is currently yeah. going on. So. Cheers, mate. <laughs> Uh, can you name a Next player question. that could have been world-class but never fulfilled his potential? Charisma. Ricardo Charisma. You stole my answer, but that would have been mine. Carl, you got a, got a good one? A player that could have been world-class but never fulfilled his potential. Oh, sorry, uh, sorry. So,
1: uh, and, uh. and, 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 and Mario Goza. Mario Goza still mm-hmm. has time left in his career. No, I think it's done. It's done. I think it's done for him. I don't think it's going to happen. Yeah. I
2: don't, I mean, you got to bear in mind, Goza was being called the Spanish Messi. Which, you know, bear in mind the man scored a winning goal in a World Cup. It's not bad if he doesn't fulfill his potential. No,
1: oh, no, no, look. I, I I will die I can die happy with, with that thing. Mm. Give me a World Cup winning goal, I can die happy.
0: Screw well, everything up. For all the American people out there, they might like be shouting Freddie adieu to their speaker, oh,
2: maybe. Oh Jesus. What? whoa. <laughs> what? what might have been. That man is still playing professional football. <laughs>
0: Freddie, Somewhere. Freddie. Who? <laughs> Freddie. Freddie Cooper? Cooper? <laughs> oh, Last time no, I heard, he was, he was playing he was for. A professional contract, I think, at 13 or 14. So the last, was obviously there, but. Last time I heard, he was
2: playing for Tampa Bay Rowdies in the uh, MLS second tier, <laughs> which, which has now been folded. So.
0: <laughs> <They've> been disbanded. <laughs> oh Lord in heaven, man.
2: Yeah, I. You know what? I'm going to say Rabinho. I really thought Rabinho was going to be the next great thing, and it never quite happened, and I was disappointed there.
1: Mm, I don't know. Maybe, maybe. I mean, Yeah, he sure could have been a lot better, but I think... He, I didn't think he was going to be the next great thing, but yeah, he definitely didn't really fulfill his potential. I'll give you that.
0: What about Asamoah It was
1: never going to be anything. He's, he's junk. Let's not talk about him. <laughs> Asamoah... Look, Asamoah, I think the guy is more he interested... He could have been really
0: him. good, but he just wanted to go get his money. Like, I, I thought he had What's some right? potential. There's right? nothing that's, wrong
2: with it. That's almost... That's almost... Um, wow. Wow. Uh, Valencia very clearly just screamed putter at the referee.
0: <laughs> do you guys have any other players that you think could have been great?
2: No, Rabinho for me.
0: So Rabinho, Choresma, and <laughs> maybe Freddie Adu. Um, hey, Talking Tactics. This is from Sam Bradley at Flight to review uh, Hey, Talking Tactics. Can we please get a full and frank autopsy of this Arsenal debacle? Full 60 minutes... From the beginning to the bitter end. <laughs> maybe, 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 you know what? Yes. I, I think at the end of the season, uh, when there aren't any games, maybe we can go through team by team and give them like 20 minutes of like a recap of their season. So maybe the Arsenal might go so, a
1: bit did, did you hear what Wenger said in a press conference, apparently? He said... A reporter asked him that. So are you saying goodbye to the Arsenal fans? Then Wenger goes, why? Where are they going? <laughs>
0: No, in, in the Talking Tactics group chat, uh, did you guys read the the Mirror article that John Cross wrote that said Arsenal Wenger is suspected to think that uh, Arsenal fans are being brainwashed by the media? Yeah. Brainwashed? <laughs> I think Kanye said one time, wash the brain, don't brainwash. Hey,
2: my Schweizer. Look at that with 30 seconds to play.
0: I hate context for that, man. He
1: needs to be the club, man. I mean, this is just this is literally this is taking the piss. Like he's been so disrespected, it's ridiculous, man. He just doesn't leave the club. Like he's literally getting like twenty seconds, thirty seconds, two minutes, one and a half minutes. He's Yo, he could he could be one of those players scores. that doesn't
0: fulfill his potential but could have been world class. And I I like him, but And he actually runs onto the pitch. Wow. Of course. He wants to get the most of his thirty seconds that he can get. But eventually we will, um, we will do it. Yes, to answer
2: your question, Sam. Yes, we will, we will do it in our post. All Not right. Worry.
0: And these questions are from today. Uh, Red Devilology, does the defensive work of Conte, Mourinho, and Simeone deserve more credit after Paris Saint-Germain's collapse versus Barcelona? I think managers
2: who play defensive work do get credit. Like, Whew. you know, Ronald Kuhlman's getting a lot of credit for turning Everton into a competent defensive side after Martinez being awful at, at it, you know? Like, look, let's, let's not use one team's bad performance as a stick to beat or praise another team, unless it's the team they were playing. Mourinho and Conte get the correct amount of praise, and uh, I'm going to go against what Mourinho said this week. Uh, Chelsea are not a counter-attacking side. That is nonsense.
0: In light of Chelsea's success with the three-four-three. What is the most successful and effective formation? The most successful and effective in the history of football?
2: of all, all time or right now.
0: How about something both? you should
2: always bear in mind is that football tactics are always cyclical. So something that will be invoked something will be invoked for about ten years and it'll go out of fashion and it'll go back into fashion and then world over and whatever. So the four four two is what everyone played in the nineties. They'll like big man, little men, and then blahzy blahzy blah. blah, blah, blah. Then it went out of fashion because you had Drogba and you had, big, you had big athletic strikers, that, so you could play one up top. So the 4-2-3-1 was the big thing because the 4-2-3-1 allowed you an extra man in midfield and it became apparent that dominating midfield was very, very strong. And now what we're seeing with teams like uh, Leicester Le- 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 Le City's title win and what you're seeing with the 3-4-3 three, three is we're going back to playing more than one person up top because the free throw three, what it essentially does is it turns players like Hazard and Dele Alley into a second striker, and if you're a centre-back and you've been defending against one man up top for the last 10 years, having to defend against two attackers, that completely throws you for a loop. And this is what you're seeing right now. Basically, 3-4-3 is in vogue right now because so many people are used to playing 4-2-3-1 that it's, gonna, it's causing an inversion. And I'll be sure, you know, the 4-2-3-1 will come back in fashion in another 10 years, and after that, the 4-4-2 will come back in fashion for another 10 years. The three you know, four three, really is like basically four four, three. four two. Yes, three four three. When you're in possession, nearly always changes into a four four two.
0: So the most effective formation is four four two. No, it's <laughs> not yeah, there, well, the, the most, it's it's easy. No, I, th- it's I think I think most
1: most teams play four like four two three one or four three two one. Not the one striker thing is what almost all teams now have. You know,
0: there are the, like people complicate. There aren't that many formations really. People just complicate no, it. So
2: football is a simple game made complicated by idiots.
0: Ooh, someone, someone, someone's clever. All right. Well, will the U.S. win a World Cup before Afri- before an African team does?
2: Yes, because of money.
0: I don't know. You know, because of
2: money and because of the, because, because of money and because of the population resource pool that the United States have. Yes.
0: So you, so you think the,
2: can...
0: the U.S. will beat the continent of Africa to win a World Cup? Yes. I don't think so. I feel like Nigeria, Ghana, Egypt—one of those teams—are more equipped to beat. I don't want to say the world, but they're more likely to win a World Cup than I think the U.S. is.
2: Uh, of the of the African nations most likely to win a World Cup, Nigeria is because Nigeria has the combination of money, and they have a very large population, and the population is very interested in playing football. But I don't think I, feel like I think Egypt that's probably
0: probably the better bet than Nigeria. No disrespect, Afro. Uh, what's <laughs> <laughs> He's just not paying any fucking attention. Jesus. No, no, no uh, wait, yeah. wait, 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 wait. We say again. Wait. As in... um, no. Uh, which, which? If, if you had to say which African nation is best equipped to win a World Cup, which, which one would you say? I, pro- I say, I think Egypt. But Carl seems to take Nigeria because of the money and population. Well, for me,
1: it's harder. For me, I say Nigeria are the most talented. Naturally, they're the most naturally talented nation, but. It's about organization, like which is what a lot of these African countries don't understand, that it's not about raw talent. It's about coaching. It's about organization. It's about preparation. Because if you're not prepared and you're not organized, your team are not in the proper mental states to play football, if, if, if a football game. Because the reason why Nigeria are the most successful under-17 team of all time, and one of the most under-17 World Cups, is that at under-17... You play year olds <laughs>
0: That's the intro. (laughs) I'm sorry, I said it. (laughs) Next question. Oh, well, one last way can we argue that Brazil are the first African nation to win a World Cup?
2: They have the most black
0: people on the planet. They have the most black people on the planet, except for the country of Nigeria, which makes me think there that you go. in some form or fashion, they're basically Africans. Zidane or R9, who's the better player? Which player out of these two would you take to the World Cup to lead your country to glory? It depends, as in... He doesn't give a year. So
2: yeah, you got to be specific. You got, got to pick, you got to pick a vintage. Because R9 at
0: Barcelona is very different from R9 at Real Madrid. Or 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 Ronaldo at at Inter Milan. I like, just want to say 2001 because it's between the 2000 World uh, Euros and the 2002 World Cup. So well, what? They, so so that's Inter Milan
1: Ronaldo. If you're gonna say 2001, then I'll say Zidane. But if you say pre-Ronaldo in the injury, so you say 97. Oh, for sure. Like if you say 97, and say it's 100% Ronaldo because Zidane hadn't really reached his peak till let's say the 2000s. Mm. So he's right. He's right.
0: So so probably R9. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh with Pez and FIFA dominating the football video game market. What needs to be improved in both games to make the perfect game?
1: Woo
0: wee! Uh, we, FIFA needs that. to get the Champions League rights from Pez. I've I've demanded this. FIFA needs to get more international teams in the game. Better career modes. I'm sick of seeing the yes. transfers. Yes. to give business, the best Like every it, it just annoys me but you know i play it cuz it's a monopoly you know and i'm Basically, what do i look like i look like i'm going to play yeah. Pets. are you mad <laughs> <laughs> i have no interest to play Pets. have you seen what the players look like oh, there you go. Uh, it's disrespectful really good The top players look really good that's because they have like those license oh that's how the games could improve if like EA sports or who makes i don't even know who makes pets um if they could get licensing deals with the teams to where they can have like complete access to like the teams but that would take like yeah for a yearly game that would never happen would it because it's too much work um you guys are way more into video games than i am
2: i've written about this before for squawker and i say i think the next big step is how they improve their single play so the on-pitch stuff between fifa and bravo is now a really good representation of how a, a style of football works. But like you said, the career mode and the master league and the ultimate team can be quite repetitive. So FIFA had the, FIFA had the right idea in FIFA 17 with the journey, but it was very slimmed down. You only had one season.
0: Also, can we talk about basic. how black that guy was to have mixed parents?
2: It was great. It was great. I loved the journey. I, I, wrote, I wrote a gushing piece about why yeah, that, it was a really was a big, big great deal. Feature,
0: but press. I'm as black as you can get with having a white parents, I think. Like, this is the limit. And that guy's darker than me. So...
2: That dude is- uh, <laughs> I think that's the next step. I think that's the next step, working on the single-player modes. Yeah. Uh, to, to my mind, New Star Soccer is still the best single-player football game ever made um, in terms of putting you in the shoes of a footballer because it allows you a lot more divergent storylines that, than uh, FIFA or Prairie. And I think if you can mix New Star Soccer's emerging gameplay with FIFA's licensing, then you have the perfect single-player football game, at least.
1: And that's my answer to that question. No, wait, basically, the Pro Evo is the best football game, and it has been the best football game for some time now. It just needs to change the gameplay. Chelsea mentality. versus Son of Hotspur, for the love of God. Really? Yeah. So basically, so Arsenal so are out. So basically, we're going to get a Man City-Chelsea final. All right, no so cash, right. like it. Like it.
0: Um, so WC said gameplay needs to improve.
1: Yeah, I minimum mean, basically just the gameplay, make it a lot more get the little nuances because that's all you it miss the little nuances that you have and also I think more interaction with the crowd and crowd having different chance. No racist chance though, please. <laughs> or just different chance,
0: you know. Uh, can you save Coventry City from getting relegated?
1: Next question, next question, next question, next question, <laughs> next question, next question.
0: From Abdul Elkarat, Ramos should be in the Ballon d'Or final three at the very least, discuss. Easy.
2: What do we What do we say about questions that just say discuss?
1: <laughs> <laughs> but yes, you're
0: correct. <laughs> <by> that. <laughs> that you can't, we can't do it. We can't say, give us a question. Yes, a
2: Look, give us a proper question, but yes, fine.
0: All right. Uh, one, a proper question. Did PSG really let six goals in or am I high on crack? You're I'm high on, on crack. Back. You're
2: both. Both, both things. Both. You're high on crack and PSG. Lexus goes in.
0: Top five best players in the world at the moment. This is from I am Rahil one Top five. Messi. Neymar. Yep.
2: Yeah. Yep. Yeah.
0: Uh, Kante. Kante.
2: Kante. Ramos. De Gea. Is that De Gea.
0: Is that our five yeah. aside, basically? Yeah, I'll take that. And maybe Bonucci or Kelly, Yeah, I was thinking that. But to be a one keeper,
1: one defender, two midfielders,
0: and a striker. I'd have to say for the five side. All right. So okay, he in goal. Our defenders yeah. gonna be Bonucci. I think. Yeah. We're gonna do a five side. Midfield. Team, Kante.
2: Kante. Kante has it. to be in there. Name Can- Neymar- Who's Messi? the attacking midfielder? Yeah, there you are. That's that's top five.
0: Yep. that's my five side. Yes, Talking tactics official. Um, all right, should football introduce manager red and yellow cards as a formal thing for touchline? You already have them.
1: They already they already exist. You can be yeah, sent, well, What well, do well. you think being sent to stand the stand? A, a yellow card. There's, there's a red card, but not a yellow card. So it's yeah, it's
0: fine. Hmm. They already exist. All right. <laughs> this is from Andrew. I like this question. <laughs> so I saved it kind of for last. If you take current managers and use them as footballers, what formation in managers would you use as a Sunday league team?
2: Oh, <laughs> 4 4 2.
0: 4 4 2. Okay. Let's visualize. Yeah. yeah. All right. We need All right. a tall keeper. Um, Jurgen Clemens. I mean, some of these players used four? to play. Isn't he 6 4? Kl- Jurgen Clemens.
2: Oh, Paul Clemens big. big. Swansea's manager. He's a oh. big lad.
0: How big is he, is he? like, what, Six four, six five.
2: He's like 6'2". He's like 6'2", at least. Paul Clement in goal. All right. I reckon he'd <laughs> be a bit like Ben
1: Foster. David Moyes, awesome. as the um, number 10. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, center-back partnership. Allardyce oh, and Pulis. Conte and Mourinho. No, 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 no. Allardyce and Conte, Pulis. Conte,
1: Conte in there. Wait, Pochettino's a center-back. Pochettino in there. Okay. Oh yeah, Guardiola has to be a CM, obviously.
0: We can no, we yeah. can have a we can have a midfield three of Guardiola, Conte, and Zidane, if you wanted, like DM, central midfielder, then Cam. Oh yeah, Ronald Kuhlman. So, right? Ah, as his as the other center back. So Pansitino and Cumin.
2: Who is backs?
0: Mourinho. <laughs> he must ruffle. be like he's the only one who can like track back. Mm-hmm. Um. <laughs> willing to run Mourinho? Yes.
1: Mark uses the 10. So not, Mark uses over David Moyes? Wow,
0: <laughs> oh, man. That's, that's, that's,
1: that's shocking. <laughs> uh, we'll, leave, we'll leave it there.
2: We'll come this. Yeah. the full list?
0: Next week. Next week. It will, uh, the, the, the full list will drop next week. We'll have to work this out in the group chat. Um, I think there's one more. Thoughts on the Milan-Juve controversy. Anybody clued up on this? What did I tell you about
2: playing Thoughts? Um, the, the controversy was essentially AC Milan had the player sent off and then Juventus scored a match winning penalty in the 97th minute. It was not a red card and the penalty should not have been given. Yeah. I mean, all
1: um, the places are um, ridiculous. Pop, 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 you
2: do what you do when you're popping. You do what you do when you're popping. That was the Talking Technical podcast. Follow us on Twitter, on Facebook, on SoundCloud. Leave us a review. Uh, leave us a review on iTunes as well if you leave us a review we'll read them out on podcasts only
1: 5 star reviews uh, only make reviews. sure
2: you get only 5 star only 1 star you know do or do not there is no try as a certain green man once told to us yeah we do this every Tuesday and uh, we, we hope you're enjoying what we do every single week I'm your boy Carl Anker on Twitter that's Anchorman616 I'm
0: Daniel Taluk at Daniel Taluk <laughs> I am half old that's half old
2: all right, that's one more episode we can. This is the Talking Tactics Podcast. Sometimes funny,
0: sometimes serious, always football. Right.
2: Let you give a noise. Adios, stay black,
0: stay black. See you guys next week. <laughs> <laughs> Sports Social Podcast Network.